0: Hey, it's time for another episode of the Terrebonne Churches United Food Bank Podcast. I'm your host, Spud McConnell. At TCU Food Bank, we're taking care of you. Everybody's got to eat. Nobody should go hungry. And that's our motto here. So let's find out what's cooking at the TCU Food Bank while we're taking care of you. Okay, so we're talking to Earl Hughes, who, how long have you been the EOC director here? And, I mean, what happened? Did you pull the short straw or what?
1: No, I I started uh, almost 13 years ago after Hurricane Gustav uh, and was offered the position uh, through the parish president at that time. Uh, But before then, when I started, I used to work for the parish back in 1993. I was detailed to this office for about six years. What did you do in 93 for the parish? I was the environmental specialist for the parish at the time.
0: And what does that mean? Do you, I you took care of all the environmental issues. Making sure nothing cruddy so. ended up in the, in the drainage ditches <laughs> yeah, or something. My, my
1: primary job back then was working out at the landfill when the parish had an operating landfill. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from there I moved on out to helping other departments with any environmental issues. Let, let me ask have. you Let me
0: ask you about landfills and such, you know, since you were overseeing one. Number one, so Terrebonne doesn't have one anymore? you contract with River Birch or somebody that's, like
1: that? That's correct. Our landfill uh, was closed, and now all the garbage is transferred out. What happens, though,
0: if a storm is coming at a landfill? I mean, do you have enough time to cover all the loose stuff with dirt? and all that? Well, a mess.
1: In, a, in a regular operating landfill, it needs to be covered every night. Really? So it, I don't. I don't hang out yeah. at the dump. So, under, you know, so, the, <laughs> so as the garbage is dumped into the, they call them cells, uh, at night, and uh, they they uh, cover it, and you can't have a cell larger than what you're able to cover in one night. Okay. So uh, so that way uh, it keeps all the the critters from going to the uh, to the to the landfill looking for something to eat. But there's underground critters too. This is something
0: I didn't know about. About like gathering gas. I mean, I guess there's swamp gas and things like that. But in gathering gases and, and sludge and such, and some of that stuff can be like recycled and actually used as fuel.
1: Yeah, I think the the larger landfills, like the one they have out, a the couple they have out in Jefferson Parish, they collect the methane gas that's uh, de- uh, produced as the garbage uh, degrades and decomposes. Uh, so, and, and they have a gas collection system and uh, some of them will sell the gas off depending on how large the landfill is, other ones uh, sometimes just flare it off.
0: It's an interesting thing because you never think about that it's just a big hole in the ground you fill it up and you move on to the next hole in the ground but it's a lot more science to it than that.
1: Well no one worries about their garbage until it's not picked up.
0: (laughs) Well that's one of the things that we're talking about here though I mean we got off on this tangent and that's my fault but I you know I never talk I I don't know uh, he be. I mean, I can't sit over there and hey man let me buy you a, a malt and you and I will sit down and talk about garbage and methane gas it don't work that way so I mean you have an insight that Joe Blow from Kokomo like me I, I don't know nothing about that
1: yeah well it's just, it comes with the territory you know doing environmental work you, you come across a lot of things uh, yeah. that a lot of people aren't really uh, concerned about or worried about uh, I always say that about parish government a lot of people don't take a lot of interest in the government until a, a few things don't occur one is when garbage doesn't get picked up one is when water don't come out the faucet and the other one is when you can't flush the toilet so those are the three major things that <laughs> people worry about that's
0: government's job my other than God. That,
1: they don't really they're not really concerned about what happens in the government yeah
0: of course, so then you got to beat them with a stick to make them show up and vote. And then, you know, but yeah, but that's just it. You're true. That's the only time uh, people actually complain about stuff, other than you know somebody speeding down their street. Uh, let's talk about prepping for the storm since we're in uh, hurricane season. When our Hurricane Ida hit, uh, I know, fam. I was just talking to my FEMA buddy over there. By the way, folks, if it sounds a little echo in here, we are actually in the EOC room, the main room where everybody, everything happens. It's huge and is Television and computer monitors all over the place, and how many how many people actually fit up in here? About a hundred?
1: Uh, no, actually, uh, we could fit uh, 52 people in here at one time.
0: And each one's got a phone, and each one's got a microphone in case they need to speak to everybody else. I mean, it's it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty good system. That yeah, you got it's
1: going. Uh, it was uh, designed. Our local architect was uh, Houston Lee Rat. Uh, the secondary architect was a group called the Architect Design Group. Uh, all they do, uh, that group is out of Winter Park, Florida. All they do is public safety buildings. That's their specialty. They don't mm-hmm. do anything else. Uh, so they were really a big help with us in designing this uh, because they had the experience of other emergency operation centers. Yeah,
0: and I guess everyone has their own special things that they, they deal with. I mean, it's more, of course, on the west coast is hurricanes down here. I mean, west coast is it's uh, earthquakes. Wildfires. Wildfires. uh, We have a different animal over here. We can see ours coming.
1: Exactly. That's one
0: of the things. I mean, at least, and that's why we're doing this kind of thing. This first thing is to talk about what to do to prep for this storm. Second one, we'll talk about evacuating, and the third one, we'll talk about how to get back in. Uh, With the last storm, and according to FEMA, like I was saying with a a big storm, at least a cat three or above, you got about a 70% chance in the next 18 months of getting hit by another storm. They don't say what category it is, but a perfect example is what happened to Lake Charles two years in a row.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, they come out with the predictions and Colorado State University comes out with their prediction first, uh, which is usually sometime in in, uh, April and then the National Hurricane Center will come out with their predictions, uh, typically uh, at, at the end of May. So, uh, and, and they pretty much, you know, Colorado State University gives a defined number, and the National Hurricane Center kind of gives you a range. Um, you know, it it's, we're going to have an above average season this yeah. year in a- accordance to Colorado State and also the National Hurricane Center. But, uh, you know, uh, Spud, I've always said, Uh, One hurricane or one tropical event uh, is an an event for all of us and it it only takes one.
0: Yeah, it only takes one and it doesn't necessarily have to hit us again because if it hits anywhere in Louisiana, if it's anywhere from Beaumont to Mobile, we're going to get affected. We're either going to be dealing with the mess or we're going to have to assist the people. Uh, who got hit, and and I mean, it, it's a, the bottom line is we're all just one great big community when it comes to dealing with these storms.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's just that's the fact of living on the on the coast, whether it's the Gulf Coast or the East Coast. Um, you know, you're always you always need to be prepared for. I tell everybody, you, you even you need to be prepared for a tropical storm because it it has effects on us also. Yeah. especially on, on storm surges and, and our lower communities.
0: Well, that's that's the the. I guess that's the weak point of Terrebonne Parish: is all the lower communities. Um, Are we prepared to deal with another Cat three or four right now? What happened with the last storm, and where are we sitting at in that
1: in that boat? As a government-wise, the parish government uh, and and providing services uh, after a storm, we're we're prepared for another hurricane season, Um, and uh, you know. We talk about this room. You know, we got you know 52 spots for people to sit in this room, and mm-hmm. they all have a replacement. So we're looking at over 100 people that come in here on a daily basis when there's a storm. All of these people prepare all year long for the next hurricane season. So you know, between seasons we have six months uh, before the next one starts, and, and and all of the people and agencies uh, that work in this room are continually doing. Uh, prepping for that next hurricane season and, and with with hurricane uh, Ida uh, You know we have some challenges this year that we haven't had in the past But uh, the agencies are, are working towards getting getting those challenges uh, uh, Fixed and, and, and prepared to meet those challenges. Well the biggest thing though, is what's going to hit you is it going to
0: be a water event or is it Going to be a wind event now Terrebonne Parish and Lafourche Parish y'all taxed yourselves and built a levy system that's, that's working. That it took a while for the feds to, to actually, I mean, they wouldn't even say that it was there. If you went up on them a Google map or something, they didn't even say the levies were there. You guys are really doing a, a good job of protecting yourself, which quite frankly, y'all should be the, the standard for everybody else. Well, I mean, but but just the truth. I mean, look what happened in New Orleans. You know, they built, they can't stack dirt. They built a levy system that broke. The, the storm passed, everything was fine, then the levees broke and started flooding the city.
1: Yeah, and you know, since then, uh, I mean, it's been a while since, uh, uh, with the Hurricane Katrina, Mm -hmm. it's been a while, but you know, the Corps has come out with standards on how to build a levee and and our levee district did a great job, uh, uh, you know, through the predecessors of uh, Reggie Dupre, who is now the executive director who's carried on, you know, what his predecessors did. you know, they took that the the core initiatives and built a levy system, paid for by our taxes that we taxed ourselves mm-hmm. with, uh, and, and we finally have a system that protects us uh, from a from a storm surge. Um, is it where it needs to be to protect us for a category, you know, major four storm surge? Uh, or Cat 5 that's you know coming up where we're on that uh, northeast corner. Uh, We may not be there yet but we are be able to protect ourselves for the majority of storms that will impact Terrebonne Parish. All right. when we come
0: back we're going to talk about what condition the parish is in right now and what everybody can do to prep and how can they help you and the parish government here in Terrebonne to prep for what may, who knows what it's going to be but according to FEMA Within 18 months, we're gonna get hit again. So we'll just see what we're gonna see. Back with more, talking with uh, Earl Hughes, who is the uh, director of the Emergency Operations Center here in. Uh, in, ta- we're in we're in? gray.
1: We're in gray, but still terrible in Paris.
0: Terrible Paris. Yeah, it's close, and they're building a, a bourgeois meat market right up the road. So y'all be able to stock up on beef jerky before the next storm. <laughs> All right, back with more right after this. Yeah. But here, have you ever lost your wallet? Ever lost your license? You ever lost your vehicle registration? Well, you're not lost at ABC Title. They can print up your replacement license and registration in less than 30 minutes. That's scary fast. Just bring proof of insurance and a picture ID. Yep, pizza delivery got nothing on these guys. Go to abctitle.com to find a scary fast office near you. Oh, and while you're getting a new license, maybe you should get a state ID too. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish Coffee and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish Coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online. Have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish coffee. Spud here. The Scary Fast folks at ABC Title have returned to St. Charles Parish. They at 100 Melanie Street in Boutique, just down from the hardware store. Get all your car title business taken care of Scary Fast. Go to abctitle.com for directions and more. And we're back talking to Earl Hughes, who is the EOC uh, director here. And these, this is a series of three podcasts to talk about the storm, prepping for the storm, dealing with the storm, coming back from the storm, and what the lessons have been learned. We still have, in the, in the drainage canals and such, we still have a lot of debris that is going to block if we get another storm that quick. Well, basically, we got to get all that stuff out of there. Is uh, is that something that you're asking the locals to do, or at the very least point out where it is so that y'all can take care of it? Or
1: yeah, you know, and that's how far that,
0: down the list is that.
1: That's you know. something we do every year, and, and not even it doesn't even have to be storm season. We ask our residents that they, if they see some blockage somewhere, it's the please call the public works department, uh, and they'll work out a work order to go get it uh, taken care of. Uh, But what we ask people during storm season to do is to make sure that their storm drain in their area is clear of any debris and it's not covered with leaves or anything, or or they don't have any blockage. And, you know, we ask people to check on that uh, on a constant basis throughout the year. Because not only just with hurricanes, but if we get a severe thunderstorm here uh, or a severe rainfall rain, event, yeah. you know, if you don't unclog the drainage so for the water to get out, uh, your streets may flood. So we ask people to kind of take a look at that. I mean, it's in your front yard. Just go yeah. take a look. One thing that I ask people to please not to do is to don't uh, uh, blow your leaves or your grass into the streets uh because when it rains that all goes into the drainage basin and everybody thinks that it just flows away but it doesn't it settles in that basin And uh, it'll settle in all the other drainage areas. So what I ask people to please do, especially like with their grass clippings, uh, blow that back in your yard and use it as as, as, as additional. I see a lot of of lawnmower people that
0: cut grass for a living. They'll blow it out into the street and then they'll just blow it to the drain. And it's like,
1: go blow that in your drain. (laughs) Don't come and do it in mine. I mean, so I just like to remind people to please not do that and some people don't really realize what they're doing so uh some so people I, know exactly I, what I, they're doing i try doing. to remind them you know to, to please do not do that but i'll we'll say you know, that in this podcast yeah. don't do yeah. that Uh um, you know people use our drainage ways uh, uh sometimes as they think it's a, a place to dispose of garbage and it's just gonna go away it, it doesn't go away um uh, you know we're one of the the few parishes that will pick up almost anything that you put by the road, whether it's mm-hmm. a washing machine, a, a refrigerator, dishwasher, if you put that by the road and you call the solid waste Department, they'll come pick it up. So please. Do you have to like cut up logs or something, or branch you, it? And just no, just put, put it, it, out it by there. the road, and if you call the solid, you can even do it online. Uh, I think, and, and 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 or give them a call, they'll come pick it up uh, right out of your front yard. So uh, like I said, we're one of the few parishes that do that that pick up they't do do it in Jefferson
0: Park. I mean uh, they will, but if you you know if you have appliances, they have a special contract with somebody to come do that. Right. But if you want to drag limbs and branches and such out of something you've been trimming, you got to cut it down to size. Yeah. You know, and otherwise it may sit there for three, four months until they get a, a picker up.
1: And, and I mean, in order to haul it to your front, you know, in front of your home, you typically have to cut it to size anyway to be able to haul it to that point. But you know, that brings up a good point. This time of the year, we ask people to trim their trees around their homes. Uh, if you see uh, limbs or tree branches that are interfering with electrical lines, please do not cut those yourself. Please call the utility department and say, hey, we have some. Tree limbs and lines uh, uh, within the utility lines. Would it ha- does it, it help to like take, take pictures of them? And uh, you can um, and, and send pictures in. You know the power is just trying to get more and more up to date on electronic information, and mm-hmm. and we're working with uh, with a contractor at this point now to to report those things. In fact, our app we have an app. It's called uh, a, a Terabone OSEP. Uh, it's terrible on parachose, so if you search it on Google Play or or the App Store for Apple. Uh, we have a, a, a place in there where you can report an incident. And uh, mm-hmm. if you wanted to report something, you can send pictures with it and send it to it. If you want to use that and just put it under some other heading, because we don't have a heading for parish issues, because then we would have so much you know, yeah. coming in. Uh, but if, you, if that's the only thing you have and you want to take a picture and send it to us, we'll make sure it gets to the right department.
0: How many, uh, How many? is that like a five day a week? I mean, they all really have that much stuff to do? Isn't It's like never a dull moment type of deal? Please. Here
1: at this office? Well, I in mean, the, in of the parish in general, uh, you know. No, the, the, to be honest with you, the parish is a, a 24-7, 365 day a week job. Uh, you know, a prime example is, you know, yesterday I had somebody come out and want to do a line mark uh, in my, in, at my resident you know, putting up a new fence. Uh, he worked for one of the departments in the parish, and he was out there on a Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. No, actually, he was out there on a Sunday. That was yesterday. Uh, but anyway, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, majority of the people in the parish think we only work seven days a week. I mean, uh, five days a week. Yeah, but uh, the parish is is is, is running twenty four well, hours I mean, a day, you, seven days a week. You so.
0: you think about like the sheriff's office and the fire department and those kind of guys right. are, are you know 24/7, 365. Well, we have
1: our own utility department. You know, we run our own sewer department. Uh, you know, we run our own stoplights and red lights in the parish. Uh, so you know, we always have somebody on call uh, to, to take care of incidents that may occur.
0: All right, let's talk about getting out of Dodge if a storm's going to come. You guys make the decision about to call for an evacuation. What are some of the standards and how late do you wait in the game before you say, you know what, now it's time for you to pick up and get out of here?
1: Well, you know, we start watching these systems five days out. Sometimes we don't have five days like in Idaho. No, they don't. I mean, you you
0: remember the storms used to all come off of Africa. But, and then come here, you know? So,
1: I mean, but, you know, the minute something starts forming in the Gulf of Mexico, we're watching it and uh, on a constant basis. Uh, and then we're in constant contact with the sheriff, uh, with the parish president, and, and, all, and all the fire departments, and also the, the school board, because mm-hmm. we've got to make a decision on when to close schools. So... Y'all make that call, or yeah, the school board? The school board makes that call. But, but they rely on you. But they, you know, they ask us for... For what we think and what our opinions are, and uh, you know, Paris President Gordon Dove and uh, Sheriff Tim Sonier, uh, they they make the ultimate decisions on, on when we should call for an evacuation. Uh, I give them guys all the tools and the information, and then uh, I'll give a recommendation, and then. They'll make the final decision. Well, they're elected on that, so. uh, But (laughs) it's always a buck pass up a little
0: bit farther uh, up the food chain. Yeah,
1: but I mean, you know, uh, their best interest is to take care of the people in this parish and Mm -hmm. make sure everybody there's nothing harmful happens to, to the residents, and uh, so, uh, and it all depends on how fast the storm's moving, where it's coming from, what direction it's coming from. There's a lot of variables there. Uh, to make a determination of if and when we should call that evacuation. Uh, because it, it's uh, an evacuation is an issue for lots of businesses, for the schools, <laughs> elderly um, and the handicapped. It's just there's a lot of people yeah. uh, that gets affected when there's an evacuation call.
0: When is uh, determined if and when you're going to have a, a, a shelter of last resort for people who? wait too long to go or just well you know. the
1: powers does not have a shelter of last resort there is no shelter of last resort here in Terrebonne Parish. so uh when we call for an evacuation we give people enough time to make that decision to get up and go and go where you need to go uh the powers provides transportation to our own point-to-point shelter which is in monroe Uh, If you can't afford to go, uh, if you can't afford to drive your car, you don't have a car or the car that you have that won't make it to Monroe, we provide the transportation up there. Where do people need Uh, to go to
0: to get on that transportation? uh,
1: So what they do is uh, we have our parish pickup point, which is HL Bourgeois. Uh, You can go there. Uh, People can drop you off there. Uh, You can register. We put you on a bus and we ship you to Monroe. Uh, If you don't have a ride from your home, uh, you can call our office at 873-6357, and we will arrange to pick you up and bring you to HL Boulevard. But these people and the abroad.
0: residents need to do this. I mean, they, you can't do everything for them. They have to make, they have to make the call if they're going to go, and they have to figure out how they're going to get to HL so that you can get them to Monroe.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, when the parents calls a mandatory evacuation, that's exactly what it's called. It's a mandatory evacuation, where, you know we're mandatorily asking you to please evacuate. Uh, and to heed that evacuation. Uh, and, and when the parish does do that, you know, we provide the necessary sheltering and the necessary transportation to get people to the, to the appropriate shelter. So you know, and I tell people all the time, uh, you know, don't wait till the hurricane's in the Gulf or the storm is in the Gulf to make that decision. That decision needs to be made before mm-hmm. hurricane season. season. Where are you going to evacuate? Do you have family or friends that you can evacuate to? Because uh, you'd be more comfortable at a family or friend's house than and you a, would at a, what I call a general population shelter.
0: And when um, at these general population shelters, I mean, is there blankets and stuff like that? Or you got to bring your own bedding? And, and, and I know we're going to be providing food at the, from the food bank for anything local. But, well,
1: so this know. is what's going to happen. This year it's a little different. Okay, but if we do transport you to Monroe, you will have cots and blankets and bedding. Uh, But if we do not transport to Monroe, which we're going to have to do this year for tropical storms, Category 1s and 2s because of the number of people that we have in travel trailers and FEMA trailers and people that have homes that haven't been substantially repaired, Uh, these people, we will shelter them locally, uh, but there is no bedding. For those people, you will have to bring your own bedding, pillows, blankets Mm -hmm. uh, to ride out these small. uh, It's not really small storms or just storms to ride out these tropical storms, cat ones or cat twos for like 24 to 36 hours. Uh, And then once the winds die down uh, below tropical storm, force winds, we will clear out those shelters and people can go back to their residence.
0: All right. We're going to step away. This is uh, this is the first in a series of three of podcasts that we're talking about with Earl Hughes, who is the, the director of the Emergency Operations Center, and they make a lot of calls for your safety, so please heed. Stick around for the next one, which will be airing in a day or so, and then we'll have our third volume, but uh, thanks a bunch, Earl. That doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called home team elevation at 504 301 and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. What about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the home team advantage by calling 504 301 or go to hometeamelevation.com. Spud here. The Scary Fast folks at ABC Title have returned to St. Charles Parish. They at 100 Melanie Street in Boutique, just down from the hardware store. Get all your car title business taken care of Scary Fast. Go to abctitle.com for directions and more.